Welcome to Love Well on Purpose, a podcast giving you biblical encouragement to love the people around you with intentionality. I'm your host, Rachel Shelb. We only have two weeks left after today in the Love Well series. And while I'm sad to see it go, I've had so much fun looking at these examples in scripture, and I hope that you have as well. Today, we are going to go back to Genesis, and we are going to look at the example of Abraham and the angels that appeared to him. I hope that you will be challenged and encouraged by what we see in this passage. Let's get to it. Have you heard the idea of entertaining angels? Back in the day, Newsboys had a song called Entertaining Angels, and it's this whole idea that um, we could be entertaining angels without even being aware of it, so we need to always be prepared to show kindness. It's taken from Hebrews 13, 2, which is referencing the event that we're going to talk about today in Genesis 18. Let's look at this first as I read it, and then we'll talk more about some of the significance within this passage. Genesis 18, 1 through 8. The Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while the water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get three large measures of your best flour, knead it into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to his servant who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and the roasted meat, and he served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. Now it goes on, and we see at that point that it is the Lord as well as some angels that are speaking to Abraham. But what we see in this these verses, verse 1 through 8, is this extreme hospitality that Abraham lavishes on them before we officially see that it is the Lord. So Abraham is resting. It is the hottest part of the day. And in that culture, especially um, since there was no air conditioning, there were no things like that. um, They would rest in the middle of the day. No one wants to be working when they are hot and sweaty and gross. And I can attest to that living in Florida. During the summer days, I hate going out in the middle of the day. My car is extremely hot. I'm sweating as soon as I step outside. It's gross. So it makes sense that Abraham would be resting during this hottest part. But he's not resting and unaware of what's happening. He is very much still looking for guests, looking for people on their journey. In that time, the culture was that you would open up your home to strangers or to travelers. Um, the inns or hostels at that time were generally um, reserved for kidnappers or prostitutes or just super sketchy behavior. And so a family or people traveling um, would choose instead to stay with a friend of a family member um, who lived in another town or just rely on the str- on the kindness of strangers to open up their home and give them a place to rest. And so that was normal. That was common to welcome strangers, to practice hospitality. 
And so Abraham is still looking for guests. He's still looking for people that may need something, um, even while he himself is resting. And so two angels of the Lord appear, and um, this is Jesus before his incarnation. So before he came in the New Testament as a baby, this is still Jesus in human form. And the reason we know that it's Jesus and not God himself is because John 1, 18 says, no one has seen God at any time. So if it's not God in physical form, then it's Jesus in physical form. And so it's two angels and Jesus that have come and are appearing before Abraham. This isn't the first time that Abraham has encountered the Lord. So it is very possible that he recognized that it was the Lord when they came up. It's also possible that Jesus took on a different form and looked different each time. And Abraham didn't know and instead just had this feeling in his spirit that that was people of importance. Whatever the case may be, he treats them from the very beginning as though they are incredibly significant people, which of course we know that they are, but he may not have known that, but he treats them that way. He ran to welcome them. He was eager to welcome them in and have them stop at his house. He bowed down. He signified that he knew they were important people. He washed their feet. He got them water. But then he said, hey, let me also feed you. Now, again, this wouldn't have been completely outlandish behavior. At the beginning, we see he tells Sarah to fix bread. This bread would have been a simple pita bread with just flour and water. It would be baked and then eaten warm. That would have been pretty common and pretty easy to make. But we see that he's treating them with over and above lavish love when he fixes the meat, not just any meat, this isn't a goat, this isn't a pigeon or whatever, this is a calf. So he fixes them a calf. And at this point, it would have been the easiest way to do it probably would have been to um, cut up the meat and serve it kebab style roasted. That would be the fastest way to do this. And we know that he was doing this all quickly. It says he quickly prepared, the servant quickly prepared it. Um, So it would have been like roasted beef kebabs, pita bread, and then served with milk and yogurt. Again, that milk and yogurt would not have been something that you would have just lavished onto a complete stranger unless you knew that they were very important. So Abraham and Sarah have gone above and beyond with the food, with welcoming in these guests. But at the same time, it's not really fancy. They didn't have enough time to get out their best plates or their best linens and set the table and have all of these grand, glorious things. No, it says at the, at the end of verse 8, as they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. It basically was a picnic for strangers. Now, a nice picnic, but a picnic nonetheless. And I think that that is really significant. Matthew Henry says, decent civility is a great ornament to piety, meaning just treating people with kindness is a great way to show that we love the Lord. And so decent civility is a great ornament to piety. Abraham personally served them. Even though he had servants, we know that Abraham was incredibly wealthy. We know that he had large amounts of cattle. We know that he had servants. We know that he um, was financially well off. And so 
he could have let his servants wait on these people. He could have um, set a table and had fine linen and had everything really nicely set up very quickly because of his servants. What we see instead is we see that Abraham recognizes that these men are significant and he personally wants to show kindness and love towards them. He doesn't want it to be his household showing love. He wants to set the example. He wants to be the one who's lavishing love on them. And so he has this um, this beef kebab picnic for these strangers who happen to be the two angels and the Lord himself. And so what we can see from this is we can see that loving well means we have to look for people. We have to be aware. Abraham could have been resting so much that his eyes were closed, that he was falling asleep, that he was unaware that these guests were walking by. Now, I don't know what would have happened if Abraham hadn't been aware and hadn't seen them. Would the angel angels and the Lord just continued walking on and and giving a blessing to someone else? Maybe. Would they have just disappeared? Maybe. I don't know. But the key is that Abraham was looking and aware. And we also need to be looking and aware for the people around us. We have no idea the significance of the people that are coming into our life when we first meet them. If you have a best friend, or your spouse, you likely didn't know at the time that you initially met them that that would become one of your ride-or-die people. Um, I know for my friend Shannon and I, um, when we met, I had no idea that she was going to become my best friend and that we would talk every single day, um, even though we live across the country from each other. I had no idea. I just knew she was fun. And so we started talking and hanging out. When I met my husband, I had no idea that two weeks later we would go on a date and that a year later we would be engaged. I had no idea that that was the case. But had I not shown them any attention, had I not talked to them, had I not been open to the fact that they were available, I would have missed out on all of that. The same is true for hospitality. We need to be willing to look and see the people around us. We also have to offer what we have. Abraham could have been stingy with what he had. He could have only offered the bread and given them water. And that would have technically, by culture standards, been okay. But knowing that it was the angels and the Lord, uh, I don't really want to be the one that's only offering the Lord bread and water when I have all these calves and I have this yogurt and this milk and a better meal. Um, And so we need to be willing to offer what we have and not be stingy with it but also not wait until the moment is just right. Abraham didn't wait until everything was just perfect. He offered them a picnic underneath the trees by his house. He offered what he had in the time frame that he was given, and that was more than sufficient. And then we have to be more concerned with others than personal convenience. It was hot. It was gross. We know that it was the hottest part of the day. Abraham could have been slow. He could have been... um, willing to just let them have the bread and the water because he didn't want to mess with it. It was hot. It was gross. And just know it's inconvenient to do it. Instead, in this hottest part of the day, he ran. He was quick to do these things. He was hustling to do this, um, which was not super convenient. And yet he did it. Yet he lavished love on these men. 
And so I think that these are important lessons for us as well. Important reminders that um, we need to be looking for the people around us. We never know who it is really that God wants us to minister to and the impact that that's going to have on our lives. We just have to be open and willing to lavish love and we have to offer what we have. If it's a picnic, if it's um, an elaborate meal, if it's a kind word, if it's offering up a prayer for someone, all of these things are lavish ways to love well on strangers. And so we need to be willing to obey the Lord's voice, to look for these opportunities, and to be willing to lavish love, even if it's not necessarily the most convenient thing for us at the time. The truth of the matter is loving well on purpose is rarely convenient. However, as we begin to make it a practice in our lives, and as we begin to have open eyes and open hearts and begin looking for ways to lavish love, we will see countless ways every day that we can be loving well on purpose, and it will become just a rhythm of our life and become a regular act of worship towards the Lord. Thanks for listening to this episode. I appreciate it so much. If it encouraged you, I would challenge you to share it with your friends and invite them to listen in as well. Also, if you give me reviews and subscribe, it helps my podcast so very much. You can always find show notes at rachelshelb.com slash the podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram where I appear pretty regularly at rachelshelb on Instagram. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's go love well on purpose.